You're now listening to Binge Brew Brain Podcast, the show that teaches simple neuroscience-based strategies to ending overeating, binge eating, emotional eating, and yo-yo dieting. I'm Natalia, your host, and I'm here to help you create wellness without the obsession. Let's get started. Hello, hello, everybody. Highly requested episode, how to recover from binge eating on your own. And congratulations, you're already doing something because you are listening to this podcast. So kudos for you. And in today's episode, I'm going to discuss, you know, how to recover on your own, how was I able to recover on my own, and why investing in coaching or therapy is probably still better and will get you your results faster. I have a couple of tips for you on how to recover on your own. First of all, use free resources like Instagram, podcasts, YouTube, forums, Reddit, Facebook, support groups, OA meetings, meaning Overeaters Anonymous meetings or Food Addicts Anonymous meetings. Maybe they even have online meetings. You don't have to attend in-person meetings, but there are so many free resources. I personally, I'm blown away I'm learning, even from the Instagram, so much. I'm learning how to deprogram my brain and let go of all of these patriarchal beliefs my mind unconsciously absorb through media. There are so many harmful messages about my body that I internalize, and I still have so many lingering beliefs from diet culture that I would prefer not to have. So I also have a a great deal of work to to do on my own. And I think that Instagram is, is a great resource. And honestly, if not Instagram, I wouldn't be aware of so many uh, issues that I may still deal with. If you want to recover on your own, small investment might be required, for example, to buy books. So there are a couple of great books that can assist you in your recovery. And right now I'm going to name a few uh, a few of them, probably the most popular ones. And that would be Brain Over Binge, Intuitive Eating Book, uh, Fuck It Diet, Never Binge Again, Overcoming Binge Eating, The Binge Code, and some books about mindful eating. (laughs) But please remember that knowledge is not power, it's potential power, action is power. So everything you learn, you need to try to apply it on your own. I know that maybe you subscribed to many freebies, you received some free eBooks, maybe you attended some free webinars. You just consume content, but you don't really apply it to your own life. So if you have all of those materials, worksheets, please print them out and start, uh, you know, filling them up, write things down, see how you can apply those in that information to your own life. Don't just consume, create. Another tip on how to recover on your own is to be open-minded. Trust me on this one, you may have so many limiting beliefs in your mind and they might sound like this. Intuitive eating won't work for me. I'm a food addict. I need to lose weight. I'm unlovable in this body. And so on, so on. 
I know that it's so easy to follow on social media only people with whom you agree, but I think that it would be a good idea to diversify your content and to see other messages even though you don't agree with them. It's good to just be open-minded and hear about other perspectives on the matter of eating disorders or your issues with food. There are so many ways to recover and it would be silly of you to just stick to one method without even knowing about other uh, ways to recover. Another helpful activity that is very useful during recovery is journaling. I've been avoiding journaling for most of my life, but right now I understand that it can really help you with self-reflection. It can increase your self-awareness. Somehow we as humans, we process emotions also through writing. Somehow written words have special magic attached to it. You don't only have to journal about your problems or what happened during the day. You can also journal in the morning and send some intention for a day. You can also journal about your future. Maybe you can utilize some practices called, you know, law of attraction. Maybe you can write about your future like you want to manifest it. Maybe you want to journal and combine journaling with with habit tracker. Maybe you want to do something like bullet journal that can also help you with establishing those new healthier lifestyle habits. My another tip is don't be afraid to ask people for help. If you don't feel ready to ask uh, the people who are the closest to you for help, that's okay. You can ask strangers as well. We have many Facebook forums or forums, um, subreddits on Reddit for people who struggle with binge eating or other eating disorders. And I think that it's very comforting. Even if you don't interact with those people, it's still very comforting to just listen to other people's stories. You can find them very relatable. You can also find yourself there an accountability buddy, somebody with whom you can recover together, even though you are, you know, both of you are strangers to each other, you can still build that bond. And if you are afraid to join those forums with your real name, you can always start some fake profile and then join uh, with this fake profile. I think I already mentioned that before, but I have my own Facebook group, which you are more than welcome to join, and it's called Binge Proof Brain Community. I presume that many of you want to recover from an eating disorder on your own because you cannot afford therapy or coaching, and I totally get that. But there is still a way for you to get professional help. All you have to do is go to your doctor. And I know that many doctors won't understand what you are going through because many doctors are not fully aware of all spectrum of eating disorders. But maybe they could refer you to a professional, to a therapist, psychologist. And if you are insured, it's possible that you could get therapy or other professional help uh, for free or at least partially free because insurance company can cover it. Ideally, it would be best for you to get a therapist who specializes in eating disorders. But of course, if you are going to be referred by your 
by your doctor, you may be referred to just general therapist. And unfortunately, those therapists, they might give you silly advice because they do not know much about eating disorders, but that's okay. Just keep that in mind. Even if during therapy you would talk mostly about your relationships, stress, your anxiety, uh, your work stuff, it's still going to be helpful because your issues with food are still somehow related to other areas of your life. So even if therapists would help you with an, one area, I think that it still may positively impact uh, your issues with food. So those were my main tips I wanted to give you about how to recover on your own. And now I want to flip the script a little bit and I want to talk about why using free resources may keep you stuck in eating disorder. First of all, I think that, you know, reading books, listening to podcasts, uh, reading posts, that can be a way for you to avoid dealing with your deeper issues with food because in in a way it just calms your mind you trick yourself into believing that reading all those self-help books and consuming all of those materials equals taking action unfortunately that's not the true you feel like you move the needle to the right direction and you you are probably right yeah all of those things they they move the needle a little bit But unfortunately, I know that issues with food, uh, binge eating disorder and other eating disorders, they might last for decades. So on a surface, it looks like, oh yeah, I'm getting better at this. But also, you may just prolong your suffering by sticking just to free resources. You just have to be honest with yourself and really assess whether you make a real progress. But of course, I'm not the one who will tell you that you have to invest in therapy or coaching because let's be honest, I was able to recover on my own. And right now I would like to take a moment to discuss with you why I think I was able to recover from binge eating on my own. So first of all, at the time I was unemployed, so... I had a lot of time to research and research is my favorite part. So I would read different blogs, I would watch YouTubes, I would listen to podcasts and most importantly, I would go to PubMed and really look for papers about eating disorders. And of course, they are really hard to read because it's not just, you know, advice. They just go deeper into the research So it's really hard to extract like um, actionable steps from those research papers. But I'm the person who really likes to have that deeper understanding of of the issues. And that um, that rational knowledge really helped me to recover as as well. Secondly, I wasn't participating in social life. I didn't have any pressure to look a certain way. I could sort out my stuff on my own. The third reason why I was able to recover on my own is that at some point the pain of staying the same was greater than the pain of change. So I know that many of you right now, you might be a highly functioning person. Maybe you are already doing great in other areas in your life and binge eating is just your little dirty secret you deal with. But for me, it was quite the opposite because... Binge eating caused a lot of damage in my life. 
I didn't want to see my friends. I didn't want to communicate with my family. I actually rejected my, my, my friends. I stopped pursuing my career in academia. So just the issue with binge eating, it really destroyed other areas of my life. So the, again, the, the pain of staying the same was greater than the pain of change. Another reason why I think I was able to recover on my own is that my mental health started to get better. I started working on my depression and I think that it has a lot to do with the book called The Upward Spiral, Using Neuroscience to Reverse Depression. Maybe that's a simple book. Maybe that's that's not the book that is, I don't know, very popular, but somehow that book resonated with me and it really helped me to work on my depression. My mental health improved. So I was able to start working on my relationship with food. Another reason why I was able to recover is that I left social media. No more comparison with other people, no more pretending that I was okay. I also let go of dieting and my physique goals and I just accepted that I'm going to stay in the body I was back then forever and I was just okay with it because I just gave up in the life, I gave up on life in a way. Another reason why I recovered without outside help is that I am an impulsive person and I know that many people of you can resonate with it because after all, you binge it because it's an impulsive decision to perform a compulsion. But um, back then I was impulsive and I would make impulsive decisions. Uh, Of course, I was impulsive not only with food, alcohol, shopping, but also with decisions. So, for example, from one day to another, I just decided that I'm going to move out uh, and so on. And if you would like to ask me whether I'm still impulsive person, I, I kind of am, but I use my impulsiveness only in a positive way. So I no longer make impulsive, like negative decisions. I never buy stuff online, you know, just because I have that impulse or uh, I just channeled my impulsivity into positive things. So for example, when something has to be done, I'm like, okay, let's do it right away. <laughs> so so yeah, I'm, I'm glad that I was able to rewire that part of my brain. But coming back to to my moving out, it really helped me. And that's one of the things that I I had to like financially invest in my recovery because while moving out of my parents' house, I had to rent myself an apartment. And unfortunately, I didn't have much money back then, but I still decided to invest uh, in that apartment because I knew that, you know, by renting a new house, I will break some neuro associations I had in in my parents' house. I won't have much food triggers. I will be able to um, to make my own decisions. I will be able to uh, to you know function uh, better. So I think that even though back then I didn't invest in like a coach or therapy, I still made made that financial investment in my recovery by just renting a house. And also by investing in healthy eating, because um, I really wanted to start eating healthy again. I wanted to improve my gut health as well and overcome acne. Okay, so I just told you that I didn't invest in a coach or in therapy. So the question is why I haven't invested in a coach and why I recovered on my own. So I think that many of you can relate. 
I just didn't have money. <laughs> the second reason is that in our family, you know, we don't ask for help and I was always little miss independent. I know, I know how silly of me. But to be honest, doctors in Poland, because I was living in Poland back then, they probably don't know much about binge eating or even eating disorders. So I feel like like even if I would go to the doctor and share with them that I struggle with binge eating, they would definitely dismiss me. Another reason why I didn't invest in a coach who would help me overcome binge eating is that I abandoned social media. So I didn't even know that there are people who talk about binge eating recovery and people who, uh, who you know, who potentially could help me. Of course, I probably wouldn't be able to afford it anyways because the conversion rate, you know, from Polish Zlotych to Euro is still, um, is still, you know, <laughs> is still too much. So coaching, investing in a foreign coaching would cost me a fortune. Um, yeah, that's why I also can relate to all of those people who listen to me right now from less rich countries. I know that for you, investing in coaching that is um, that is you know priced in US dollars or or euros that it's a lot to you. And yeah, I, I I can relate to you. I was in that situation years ago, and I know that for you, the main options are just to to recover on your own or with with a doctor if miraculously you're going to find a doctor who who will know what binge eating is so my heart my heart is with with you that's why i i've made this um this episode okay so in this part of this episode i shared with you how i was able to recover on my own but i would like to make some clarifications first of all that after recovery i still had to reprogram my dieting brain because I recovered but I, I've never read like book called intuitive eating I never heard about the term diet culture so maybe I I thought that I'm fully recovered you know they there might be still like some problematic behaviors I had for example maybe I treated some certain foods as you know as treat foods, or maybe I would save some calories for the evening so that I could eat more in the evening, or maybe I would slightly postpone some meals so there were still some problematic uh, behaviors, even though I considered myself, you know, fully, fully recovered. Second clarification I would like to make is that even though I recovered from binge eating on my own, I still needed therapies later in my life because due to my recovery on my own, I still had many unresolved issues. So I still get therapy mainly for my depression, which is, you know, reoccurring issue in my life. Because I attended therapy, I often recommend people to see therapists. I think that most of us are messed up in some way or another, so we all need therapists. But if I'm going to be honest with you, I... I wasn't lucky with with my therapist. I think that their services were were highly overpriced. I believe that the 45 minutes we spent together every week, they weren't worth the money. So I, I think that it's really important for you to find a therapist who is a good fit for you. I really have a hard time finding a therapist with whom I click. Um, so, so again, therapy is is complicated issue because finding a right therapist 
might take you some time. But also, I told you that in my case, the therapists I worked with, they were overpriced. But the question is, would I pay them that kind of money again? And the answer is yes. Somehow, even though I don't think that that they that their services were worth the money they asked for, I still got some benefits from working with them. And for me, therapy, it was still worth it, right? Even though that costs a lot, I think that it was still worth it. And for me, therapy or coaching, it isn't an expense. It's it's an investment. And it's the best investment because it's the investment in my own mental health, my own brain. It would cost me way more not to invest in my mental health. Think also about the hidden costs of eating disorders or depression, anxiety, you know, emotional costs, relationship stress, disruption to career, etc. I will always invest in my brain. I don't get my nails done. I don't drink coffee in Starbucks. I don't have a car. I, I get my clothes in like secondhand shop and, and I still haven't replaced my backpack I bought myself before starting high school. I still use it daily to go to the gym and supermarket. I just have clear priorities and my brain and my mental health matters for me a lot. So I'm quite sure that I will be getting counseling in the future again as well. You know why? Because I know that maybe I do have a theoretical knowledge on how to improve my mental health on my own. Sure, I do have it, but am I able to do it on my own? <laughs> no, probably not. Do you know the phrase, um, the Schumacher's uh, son always goes barefoot? That's what I'm talking about. I don't benefit from my own expertise. I also need somebody else to point out to me my my blind spots. I would like to devote the last part of today's episode to share with you why I think that coaching is probably still better and with coaching or therapy, you can recover faster. First of all, I think that to make a progress, you need to have skin in the game. Do you know how many webinars I attended to? I saw so many freebies. I even bought one as a course and it should give me like some kind of certificate. I watched like first video and I never followed through. And I know that you might be doing the same. So I need you to ask yourself, are you using all of the free resources you have in a way that is really helpful for you and give yourself honest answer. Can you recover on your own? Are you devoting enough energy and time to your recovery? I know that investing is scary, especially that you may not get the return of your investment. I know that. I've made scary investments myself. I once invested more than I had in my bank account. So really, I gambled with borrowed money. But when I enrolled to that program, I promised myself that I'm going to be the best student. And this is what happens when you are invested financially. You do everything to make a great use of your money. Because again, you have skin in the game. And this is what I see with my clients. So the clients who get the best results, 
are the people who barely could afford my coaching. Why? Because they use all resources. They show up for themselves. Make notes on every session, watch videos, fill out all the worksheets. They have questions about materials. But what about people for whom my coaching is an easy investment? You know what? Oftentimes, they half us the whole coaching program. They don't use all the resources. They show up for coaching sessions without a notebook. They forget what they were supposed to be working on between sessions. They show up for the next session unprepared. They never message me when faced with challenging situations. And I can't do the work for them. And now time for a fun fact. The worst clients I had were the ones that I worked with for free. At the beginning, I advertised my coaching services for free. I just wanted to craft my skills and I've done that on like several forums and and groups. And I offer mainly like general nutrition coaching, but later I also niche down to binge eating. So I also advertise it for people struggling with binge eating. And believe me, those people, they didn't respect my time. Very often, they just didn't show up for the call. They ghosted me from all the people who enthusiastically sign up for my free coaching. Nobody finished my coaching package. Nobody showed up for all the sessions they committed to. And at that point, I thought that there's something wrong with me, that I will never be able to to help people to have my own business. My self-esteem was very low. And right now, I understand that it's just because those were free services. And when people don't have skin in the game, they do not show up for themselves. They just do not value these services. Whatever I would be the best coach for them or the worst coach for them, it doesn't matter because they weren't committed. I was committed, but they didn't. I just shared with you that, you know, the worst clients I had were the ones I worked for free with, But also, I still see value in free coaching and I believe that you can get free coaching too because I'm getting it for free too. After making a couple of big investments in business coaches, I understood that that I cannot, you know, invest in coaching out of desperation because I believe that those people will fix my problems. So I decided that I'm going to be more deliberate about for who I invest in. And to be honest, again, it's really hard for me to find a right person who is a right fit for me. So what I'm doing right now is I'm trying to get a lot of free coaching. And for example, there are many people who advertise themselves on forums and websites and groups the same way I did a couple of years ago. Right now, there are other uh, general life coaches who offer free coaching because they need to get their hours done to get certified. So the drawback for you would be that those people are usually less skilled in coaching. Usually they are not specialized in eating disorders. And also usually they ask uh, for your permission to record coaching session for educational purposes because then they go through it with their own coach and they just analyze what they could set better or and so on. But in this way, I get free coaching, free mindset coaching from general life coaches. And so far I've met really great people and I don't 
have a problem to share with them my own struggles. And I think that it could be beneficial for you as well because it is still a person with whom you can talk. Usually that person is less judgmental than your doctor. Uh, coaches are also, they are not consultants. Um, they usually just stick to coaching. So they do not go into the role of consultant. So they don't give you an advice. They just help you find the answer within yourself. So sometimes it doesn't really matter whether they specialize in eating disorder or not, because again, they try not to give you the advice. Another way you can get free coaching is through so-called strategy sessions. So I guess that if you are following some kind of coaches online, you will see that they will offer that first initial call for free. So it might be called discovery call, brainstorming session, strategy session. This is something I offer as well too. Uh, So you can sign up for a free call with me as well. And this is something I also try to sign up with business coaches. And that's why my boyfriend says that I'm addicted to coaching. But let's be honest, it's a win-win situation. Let's say that there's a business coach uh, who I really value and they offer a strategy session. So usually how it looks like they are doing their market research. So for example, for like 10 minutes, I answer their questions because maybe they want to come up with a new product and they need to do market research. So I'm giving them answers. And then for another 10 10 minutes, they coach me on my issues with my business. So I I think that this is a win-win situation. And I also know that this is kind of scary, right? I'm a person who never picks up their phone. I have phone anxiety. I cannot talk with somebody through a phone. But somehow on Zoom, when I can see a person, I, I, I'm i not afraid of hopping on a call with somebody, even if I don't know them. Even though, you know, a couple of years ago, this kind of situation would give me an anxiety. But with these kind of situations, I think that we just have to you know, go outside our comfort zone and get comfortable with feeling uncomfortable uh, talking to to other persons. So the more you hop on different calls with, with people and the more you share with them about your struggles, the easier it's going to be. So to summarize, if you want to get free coaching, of course, it is possible for you. You just have to be resourceful and find people who offer this kind of coaching. But at the same time, I still believe that investing in coaching or therapy is still worth it. And from my own experience, I can say that the higher the investment, maybe in a way it is better for you because the higher the price, you see more value in it, then you are more emotionally invested in it. Therefore, you get better results. So if somebody charges you for their services, like coaching or therapy, if they charge you a lot, they are doing it for your own good. Because when you char- when you pay them a lot, you are more likely to show up as your best self because you want to make a good use of your invested money. Think about other purchases you make. Let me give you a real life example. Let's say that you have two bags. One bag costs you 20 euros and another bag is Louis Vuitton bag. How do you think? 
which bag are you going to accidentally leave on a bus or which bag you are going to put on the floor and it's going to be eaten by the dog. Probably the regular bag because you don't care about it. But if you know that you paid a lot of money for your Louis Vuitton bag, you are going to take better care of it. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope that you find those information valuable and you are going to leverage them to recover on your own if this is what you wish to do. And if you would like to receive some free coaching from me, of course, you can always fill out the coaching application on my website. And after that, we are going to schedule a free brainstorming session where you can share with me all of your struggles with food And I can coach you a little bit and then we can talk about uh, whether my coaching program is a good fit for you. Again, thank you so much for listening. Have a great day and see you next time. Bye! If you enjoyed today's episode and you would like to stay in touch with me, make sure to follow Pinchproof Brain on Instagram. And if you are ready to take this material to the next level and apply what you've learned, then go ahead and submit your application for my Pinchproof Brain coaching program. Thank you so much for joining me today and have a great day.